0: Welcome, everybody. It's time again for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. So grab your boards. We're going to swim out into the ocean and try and catch a wave. One of those sales pipelines starting to curl up over the horizon with our uh, with our resident uh, surfer himself, Robert. Hey, Robert. Welcome back.
1: Hey, how are you? I'm good. good to be here
0: I don't know if anybody gets these surfer analogies but me but I'm in Southern California sales pipeline just seems like the big pipeline that I'm always trying to catch when I'm surfing out there yeah it can be as, as that as well all right so welcome uh, as we uh, get close to the end of the year here I'm yeah. glad you could join us and who are we talking with today
1: yes yeah, so we've got a good conversation um, ready to go here um, with Guy, uh, I'm going to maybe uh, uh, hack the last name here, so I'm sure he'll correct me, uh, Weissmantle from uh, MarchX. That's right, Weissmantle. Uh, good, all right. So uh, appreciate the uh, the words of encouragement there. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about, um, it's kind of a cool topic today, right? It's, it's sort of about the offline engagement um, channel, if you will, right? We do a lot these days in terms of digital and online and ads and, and consumption. This is about sort of going old school and, and getting back to kind of actually talking to each other. So, I'm looking forward to that conversation. Uh, Guy and team have done a a bit of research in this with Forrester that that will uh, highlight a lot of the the conversation today as well. And uh, always good to be here. Uh, Matt is off building uh, sales pipelines uh, somewhere in the world, and so I have uh, uh, have commandeered the microphone for today. So look forward to the conversation. Yeah, so Guy, hey, thanks so much for making the time today. Hopefully uh, we've got uh, the audio connection as we need here.
2: Yeah, really, really excited to be with you, Robert. Thanks for having me, and I'm um, looking forward to um, doing some surfing myself with you on, uh, on the call today. It'll be fun.
1: <laughs> well, cool. Well, yeah, well, so let's just make this super conversational. I've got a, a handful of questions here, I certainly, I've gone through the research report as well. You can, you can add some additional details about that and where folks can get that, but kind of curious uh, if you want to just sort of kick us off here a little bit about kind of you and your background and, and, and what you do there at MarchX.
2: Sure, happy sure. to. So, uh, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a kind of a, a two career marketer. I started off actually with a financial background. Don't admit it often, but uh, but have my CPA and, and was kind of started off down the financial track, and then really kind of came to the proverbial fork in the road and decided that I I really um, you know had this passion for marketing that I, I didn't know how to how to get into. So so used grad school as a way to kind of get into the marketing field and have kind of um, you know grown my career from there. I've I've taken a lot of as with most marketers, uh, who get to be up at the executive and CMO level, a lot of different zigzags where you spend time in different disciplines. Uh, you, you know, you take assignments on to get new skills and also help your companies. And, uh, I'm, I'm really fortunate to be working for, uh, for Marchex here. We're based up here in Seattle. Uh, Marchex is a, a call analytics company and i uh, I lead the marketing team here and call analytics is a, is a pretty new area of, of marketing and the Marchex stack. But in essence, we help, uh, We help really big brands, brands from GM and T-Mobile and and ADT and State Farm, really kind of connect all the media that they're spending and all the marketing that's going into trying to attract new customers into what is driving that customer to pick up the call, pick up the phone and call them. You know, there's tons of uh, verticals and tons of businesses. We're all very familiar. I work uh, within spitting distance of our friends at Amazon here up in Seattle. So we're all familiar with kind of the online shopping cart and buying things online, but there are just tons of businesses and tons of verticals where you don't buy your product through a shopping cart. You go into a store or you make a phone call. And so uh, Marchex is in the business of helping these brands understand and connect their marketing to what drove the person to pick up the call and call that business. Um, once they once they kind of get on the phone, you know, help them understand what's happening on that call so they can convert that caller to a customer. And then because we have found, and um, you mentioned at the top some of the work that's been done with Forrester, that People who call your business are incredibly valuable and important um, pr- prospective customers. Uh, we, help, we help these brands kind of go back and find more of those customers just like the ones that call. It. So it's a really interesting business in and in a new one that brands are just starting to kind of realize uh, from, a, from an offline perspective is a, is a channel that they've got to start paying attention to.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you for um, thank you for that that overview. And again, as I, um, I listened to that as well as read through this thing, I think the the, the question uh, that that I would ask, right, which I think even folks listening would would love to have, is like, how do you get a prospect to call you? <laughs> uh, well, it turns I mean, out, well, and I know that's a, that's a, a sort of a simplified question here, right? But that's like yeah. the ultimate opt in, right? That's like it I'm not is. just sort of passively clicking through, and I'm not sort of reading something, and I'm not giving sign up for a newsletter list. It's like I'm I'm calling to have a conversation about something. So a pretty high sort of level of qualification to make that happen. So I'm just, I know there's levels of uh, or layers of uh, of explanation to that question, but I think that's the the operative one which I'd like to kick off with.
2: Absolutely. So you know, we think about as a marketer, as marketers, in and, and working with sales, we think about um, the different marketing mix and media mix that we go to try to attract these people to interact with our brands. And that could be everything from print or TV ads to search ads that we're running. And, you know, the, the, in, in in these really large brands, you think of someone like a T-Mobile, for instance, they're using lots of different ways to get in touch with us as a prospective person, prospective uh, customer and user of their phones and buyers of their plans to reach us. And that could be through social, that could be through different display ads, that could be through their website, that could be through commercials that they're running. So or searches that we're doing when I'm searching for you know a particular phone plan. So uh, marketers today, you know, one of the cool things for for all of us is that we've got just this variety of channels that we can you know go after prospective customers in. But the key for a lot of these businesses is because we're flooding all these channels and we've got all this marketing out there. The key is to really figure out you know where your customer is and how you get them to respond. We know that. You know, if you're taking the action to pick up the phone or whether it's just you know, uh, uh, you're swiping on your phone to kind of click on the phone icon on a search ad, that's, a, that's a, you know, a very intentional action. It might not be one that we think a lot about, but it is an intentional action. And marketers, they are really con- concerned with how do I get you to kind of take that next step and optimizing that marketing mix for the type of customer they want to draw and the type of reaction they want is really what Marchex is involved with helping our customers do.
1: I see. So so um, this is sort of kind of play that back a little bit or maybe uh, editorialize it a little bit as well. This is about sort of choreographing all the different touch points to get to the moment when someone would be inclined to want to make a phone call and then and, and sort of enabling that, right? As, as, as opposed to sort of, you know, I'm just going to have a website and I have a phone number on it and someone's going to, you know, c- come in and, and just give me a call directly. It's much more of a cadenced and sort of integrated flow to getting someone to give them the information. Maybe you didn't go into an online chat of some kind and then they decide they want to have a conversation.
2: That's right. And, and it really is around optimizing what channels are working for you because, uh, you know, with, with uh, so much scrutiny on marketing budgets and media budgets today the, the ability to kind of be super agile as a marketer and understand which channel is actually promoting that conversion or promoting that conversation or even, you know, that interaction with the potential customer. That is uh, that's kind of, you know, gold to a marketer today because they, they have the ability to kind of, you know, then refocus and, and do just different testing to kind of optimize that channel and really figure out how they get more people to interact with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's interesting in the, in the, the, Sort of topic today was around sort of this notion of kind of offline blind spots. Are are you seeing that when you when you uh, talk to companies or talk to enterprises that this this sort of voice based channel. Sort of like I was uh, telling my uh, youngest daughter that the the phone that she has has a really interesting feature that you can actually you know, dial a number and talk directly to a human being um, as opposed to just sending text messages and, and other sorts of things. I mean, is it is it something that's in the in the on the radar screen, or do you find yourselves doing a lot of sort of you know I guess advocacy advocacy selling to go back to the way that uh, all this sort of started?
2: Two ways to unpack that and, and really interesting analogy because I have the same issue in my household. Um, you know, the, the, the funny thing is. The only app that all of us across the globe share on these devices is the phone icon. (laughs) Everything Mm -hmm. else is totally customized pretty much, but the phone icon is the one thing that we all have on our phones. And increasingly, um, you know, phones, much like we've, you know, been hearing about email marketing for for years and years, that email marketing is going away. Well, there's more emails than ever. There's actually more phone calls than ever as well. Phone calls are, are increasing exponentially in large part because, you know, because we're holding this device in our right hand or left hand, it's very easy to find that find that icon and hit it. Or even more importantly, when you're swiping in a Facebook ad or on a website, though, the, a lot of those ads are enabled for you just to click something and then connect uh, with someone inherently. So that the act of doing that is not something we have to advocate. Where I think we we are in a you know earlier stage versus other pieces of marketing technology is in what what uh, is. Is possible and, and this blind spot that a lot of marketers have for the offline channel. You know, we've spent many years, and I've you know, certainly done it in my uh, role and my companies and other marketers that I talk to have, have you know, within an inch of our life, we've optimized the online cus- part of the customer journey, right? So we, we can cookie everything. We know where people are coming from. We know what they're engaging with. We can retarget them. We can follow them all around. We can do all of those things. But if we're in a business where I can't buy the product online, you know, I need a new Set of tires. I, I I want to you know buy a phone, so I've got to go into a store, or I'm going to do it over, over the phone. You know uh, uh, that that kind of is an, an inflection point for marketers. I'm sure you've had this happen to you, and all of us have, where you know we can be on a website, whatever website, and for whatever reason we leave an item in the shopping cart, or we don't actually even get to the shopping cart, and we we go to the website because we want to continue researching, and we're not sure. We get interrupted; could be any reason, and then we start getting these ads from the company serving us up because they're trying to get us back to. You know that page to kind of complete the purchase well if I can't do something online or if I, if you know if I can't do kind of complete the purchase I should say online I've got to do something offline I don't really have a way to know did that purchase actually happen you know if I go into buy a new set of tires and I, and I keep getting served ads for tires the mm-hmm. marketers just go into the last online place where they saw me and and we do that a lot where it's like well the last last touch point I had the last kind of signal it's like you you know, you get the signal from the probes that are on the foreign, uh, you know, the planets. Where it's like, we think what's here. Was this is the last place we saw the customer. But increasingly, marketers have got to understand: did that did that prospect turn into a customer? And that's where the, the offline part of marketing is increasingly becoming important for the brands that we work with.
1: Great. Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, you know, the the you know online ad retargeting is one of those things. You know, when you've when you've hit a site and you've sort of sprung their trap. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the technology because I think contextually it's really uh, impressive. But if I don't complete my transaction online, let's say I do contribute, complete that transaction offline, right, it, I still get pummeled, you know, by by this sort of buy stuff, right, sort of calls to action. So, choreo- again, I, I like the word choreograph, right, because that's what when I think of omni-channel, right, multi-channel, whatever it is, and you've got all these different tactics and all these different technologies to sort of surround a prospect. You um, getting that right, especially the more horsepower you apply, um, becomes increasingly complex, I think, and so I think the cost of, of doing it poorly um, is certainly pretty high. It, so, talk to me a little
2: bit about. Um, oh, sorry. What, go ahead. No, no, I was going to. No, if you've got something to add, please do. No, I was just going to say as a corollary to that, I agree and. You know from a from a marketing to sales standpoint that that's where a lot of the wasted dollars go into because if we just keep our, we keep going back to where we last saw the customer we keep you know pouring pouring our energy into these channels and they actually aren't the ones that converting or they converted in a different place that's that's lost opportunity from a from a marketing standpoint and a sales standpoint too and we see that problem that that a lot of marketers and, and a lot of sales and marketing teams are trying to correct so I, I think it's a good call out by you there
1: yeah, for sure. And is that, so as, as you guys um, kind of come at call analytics um, uh, broadly, I mean, is that what you're doing on the, on, on the back end is trying to connect all those dots to kind of create this full profile? Or, like, what's the what's the, the, the sort of big aha as folks begin to work with you that you normally see?
2: It's a few things. One, you know, by just uh, thinking of calls as a as a pipe that, that previously didn't have any water kind of going through, once you turn that spigot on, um, they've got this whole new source of, you know, when they're looking at their their, uh, you know, their, uh, bid management platforms or their data management platforms. And all of a sudden you see calls coming in and, and what's happening to those calls and what keywords are driving that call. You've got this level of insight that you didn't, you know, maybe have just when you're thinking about the digital part of your marketing, because again, if, if someone's looking at lots of ads, but they are attracted to the, to the ad that you have and they hit the call button and then mm-hmm. they turn into a customer, that is someone that I want to go find more of. And so that's yeah, really, no doubt. Yeah. Yep, um, interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, great. You know, so what we're going to do here is take a quick break. Um, And when we come back, I want to dig into the the Forrester report. I've I've dug through it a little bit on my end. And and sort of there's a a few interesting data points I'd love to hear a little bit more about. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll be right back after a short message.
0: In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is... The need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And, amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com. Just like it sounds. H E I N Z M A R K E T I N G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. And it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z. marketing. All right, let's pick it back up with our pro surfers as they make their way through the sales pipeline.
1: Yeah, no, having a great conversation today. This is Robert Pease uh, in place of or uh, trying to do the, the best to fill Matt Hines' shoes today on SalesPipe on Radio and having a cool conversation. Guy uh, uh, Weissmantel, let's say I'll get that right again the second time, yeah. uh, from MarchX. Um, talking about uh, the phone, of all things, I'll boil it down to that, right? But sort of voice-based interaction, voice-based communication, and, uh, and, and sort of enabling that and understanding that whole process. So... Um, Guys, we sort of dig into the the, the second part of the conversation today. T- talk to me a little bit about the um, the research report that you guys worked with Forrester on, and some of the sort of the thinking and sort of uh, key takeaways from that.
2: Yeah, happy to. It was uh, it born out of the fact that I it would be out on sales calls with our with our sales teams actually, and they would be talking about how you know, the people that call your business are your most valuable customers. And I, and I heard that just, you know, about a half a dozen times. And I finally asked our VP of sales, I'm like, do we actually know that? Or do we, that? <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, it's kind of self-evident, right? And uh, I was like, well, you know what, I think, why don't we go prove that and actually see if that's a, that's the right. line. No to one to was disagreeing
1: and, uh, with you. So it must be true, but uh, you exactly. wanted to go out. We and all just of, we,
2: we said it, it's our business. We want it to be true, but um, we wanted to actually see if it was. And so we, uh, we got in touch with Forrester and just said, look, we're, here's what we want to find out. You guys run the study. Um, here's the types of companies that, you know, have a lot of phone calls coming into their business. And so it was, uh, it was sponsored by us, but certainly, you know, we, we let them do it. And, and I don't know that we'd be having this conversation if the results had come back a lot differently. <laughs> but um, the good news was uh, the hypothesis that we did have was, was borne out tremendously where they found that, um, you know, the people that call your business actually convert. Uh, they convert about 30% faster than people who are, you know, surfing online and it goes back to what we were saying in the first part of the conversation, which is this is an intentional act when someone's calling your business. So they've, they've got something in mind, they want to figure out about pricing, or they want to know about a feature and they're, they're kind of looking for something to help them make the decision. So they, they convert faster. Um, they also spend more. And, and that makes sense, too, if we've ever been on the phone with a salesperson, the, the ability to kind of upsell or get you into the next package and learn a little bit more about what you're maybe looking for and provide some different options that we've all probably, you know, uh, agreed to. Yeah, you know what, that sounds that does sound like a good deal. I will take that, that bigger package and those those bigger things. And so we found that people who are on the phone actually spend more with brands. And then I think what's super interesting, kind of the third finding, which falls out of this, and for for marketers and for and sales folks who are looking at, you know, how do we, you know, retain customers and cross-sell, upsell, the people that are calling your business have a, have about a 20, I think it was like 25, 28% higher retention rate than people who, you know, engage with your brand or buy something from your brand online. And again, it's this personal connection. It's this one-to-one, I, I'm calling, I, I want to take an intentional act. And so um, you, you find that the people, again, with a lot of these businesses who rely on phone calls for Somewhere between you know 10, 15 percent, up to 100 percent of their business, in an incredibly important audience for them to try to reach, and then also convert, and then finally retain, and uh, it's it's it, it turns out a super valuable audience for marketers to be paying attention to in those key verticals.
1: Yeah, no, I, that's a, a, a great summary of it. Those were sort of the notes that, uh, that I went through on this. I thought it was, was kind of holistically and nicely done and, and fortunately proved the point of, you know, that these are the best customers you have. But I, but I like the fact that they, you know, they're more profitable, they stick around longer, they close faster. And I think that's, again, it's, it's sort of optimizing this, this offline, I guess, channel or this phone-based channel. Um, is sort of an imperative if you're in this, in this, and if, if this is part of your business and this is how people choose to interact and buy with you. Because if you ignore it, you're essentially, it essentially looks like you're ignoring some of your best customers.
2: That's right. I, if I give you a quick example, you know we represent and work with a ton of car brands over you know, about 16 different car brands. We did some research recently because uh, you know unless you're you're buying a Tesla and maybe even if you're buying a Tesla, you you don't buy a car online. You can customize the features you want you can get you know kind of general price of what it might be but ultimately you know you're going to go into the showroom you're going to test drive the car you're going to see what models are available you're going to try to get a deal right and so um, so auto dealers are incredibly uh, reliant on people calling the dealership and making an appointment the people who make an appointment for a dealer convert at a way way higher rate as, as opposed to people who just walk in off the street so we looked at um, a, a ton of the auto brands we work with and found that about 20% of the people calling auto dealers are not being, those, those calls are being answered, not answered or abandoned altogether. People are getting lost in the, the voicemail, the IVR systems. And that is resulting in millions and millions of dollars of, of lost business and lost opportunity. If I can't get a hold of this dealer, I'm mean, going to either go to another dealer or I'm going to go to another car brand, you know, and, and, and buy from them instead. And so in an incredibly competitive space like buying a car, especially around the holidays where we are right now where you've got all these deals out there, the ability to get someone in your showroom is, is largely tied to are you there to pick up the phone? Is there a warm mm-hmm. body there to welcome them in and get them an appointment? You're going to have a much higher chance of closing business. So that's a really interesting real-world real example of the, of the Forrester research and what it bore out.
1: Yeah, no, that's, but that's a great point, right, which is like if, if someone tried to call your company, who, who would they talk to, right? And so, you know, we, we've, we've over the years now, we've built, you know, high performance outbound inside sales teams, right? And we do a lot of different things. But if, if someone calls the main number, right, um, like how does that get routed? Who speaks to that person? Do they go to a salesperson or are they going to, to someone that's more sort of, you know, further qualification I um, assume in that there's that, that, there's a lot of complexity there based on the type of business, but but your example of the dealership is, is spot on, which is if you know you've consumed all this content online and you actually just want to ask somebody a question, um, you know, enabling that 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 process uh, seems like sort of the the, the entry level um, if you want to really optimize this sort of this offline sort of phone based channel, I guess.
2: Yeah, and I you know I think going forward too, what's what's super interesting to us is how. You think about phones, but you think about voice. And, and with the the advent and the rise of um, all of the digital assistants, and the you know the things like the Echo and Siri and Google and Microsoft, you, you've got all the the kind of the 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 in-home kind of assistance that you have. You have chatbots that are coming. So there's a lot of ways that I think if you if you kind of generalize this, you're, you're certainly going to have you know there're 300 million calls you know over the course of the last year just that we recorded. So. Calls are always going to be there, but if you broaden this out to, hey, what are different ways that through voice or through interactions we are going to interact with our brands? the ability to pick up those buying signals and, and, and connect with a prospective customer and understand what drove them to your brand is, uh, you know, is going to be gold for marketers and, and super important for sales efforts as well. So it's a, it's a really interesting time to be in the space.
1: Yeah, no doubt, right? And just, <clears throat> even as I was going through, again, back to the to the report, I just I, I like data. I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I started life kind of on the financial side before I got into marketing, so I'm sort of a spreadsheet-anchored uh, marketer as well. But there's there's one here around uh, um, think of the ads you serve to customers. What actions do these ads prompt consumers to perform? And 56% of those were to initiate a phone call, right? And it says, like, 62% here for email address, whatever. But, I mean, is this literally that if we're just not asking, like if we ask someone, if the call to action was more regularly and routinely talk to us, you know, like would we would we get more sort of this inbound, this sort of nirvana of, of, of deal uh, origination, right? This inbound self-qualified uh, prospect.
2: Uh, What's interesting is where we've we've seen this on our side. It breaks down h- highly by demographics. When you have, you know, uh, for instance, insurance companies that you may be appealing to a little bit older demographic who's going to want insurance, then yes. Having this kind of here, we're here to talk to you and providing that kind of warm handoff. It's super, super important. When you get into the millennials and some of the Gen Y, Gen Z, even that's coming up behind them, it's far less around. You know, and we all have the kind of stereotype of people just looking on their phones and kids don't want to talk to each other. But what we've actually found, and just kind of we've dug into that as well, is it's not that they don't want to talk; they just need a frictionless way to know how they can communicate when they want to. And so it could be as easy as, you know, again, providing the phone icon in the ad that you're serving up to them or an easy to remember 800 number or, you know, something that they can interact with in real time in the Facebook ad that they're looking at while they're in line at the coffee shop. So there's different ways I think to kind of provide that engagement as, as marketers and to further the sales pipeline that um, you start to break down not as much maybe by uh, the industries, although it could be, it is by that a bit, but it's, it's a little bit more generational how you appeal to different demographics that your, that your uh, product is appealing to.
1: Well, great. I think we are – this has been awesome. Uh, time went willy fast on us. Um, Guy, tell us a little bit, where, where where can folks find this report, and then we'll wrap up here.
2: Yeah, we'd love for you to um, take a look at it and see if there's anything interesting that applies to your business. It's uh, If you visit us at www.marchex.com, you can download the report right from the front page of the website. So take a look there, and uh, – and try to learn a little bit about how uh, offline channels can help your business as well. We'd love to talk to you. Thanks for having me today. It was really great and really fun.
1: Yeah, no, I've enjoyed it as well. And and thanks so much for making the time. And uh, with that, I think we will return to the waves.